0: There are 7.8 billion people on this planet, and near 38 million people in Canada. The biggest issue with having that many people is that a huge chunk of them are checked out, self-entitled, narcissistic jerks. People just float, completely unaware that their actions are negatively impacting other people, other animals, and the environment around them. Tonight, I'm going to completely expose myself as the grumpy old man I truly am, but before we do that... Welcome to Those Canadian Lads Podcast. Brad, how are you doing tonight?
1: Oh, yes. (laughs) That was the opening I was waiting for. It had gusto. (laughs) It had thought. Yes, Jeffrey. Thank you for that.
0: It will never happen again. It will never happen again.
1: Beauty. Beauty. (laughs) I love it. Welcome, everybody, to Those Canadian Lads uh, Podcast. This is episode number four. This is the November Roundup. And Jeff, you want to kind of walk us through the agenda tonight.
0: Yeah, so we're going to touch on, uh, we're going to start off with uh, some current event news, obviously with uh, the Alberta government making some changes uh, as recently as yesterday. Uh, We'll share some thoughts on that. Uh, We're going to touch back on our favorite topic, UFOs, very briefly. Some news came out of that, of course. And then we're going to go into our headline topic of the evening, people that just irritate us, piss us off. And just ruin our day to day lives.
1: Oh, this to be fantastic.
0: And I've got some theories on why these people act this way, but we'll get there. So, yeah. first off, as I mentioned, uh, the Alberta government recently came out and changed some of the uh, restrictions around the COVID virus. Uh, in my opinion, not much has changed. But Brad, what what are your thoughts on what the uh, what the Kenny government's done?
1: All right. So I sat down and listened to the entire press conference yesterday. Obviously we're sitting here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Uh, If you're listening from another, another province, uh, this is what shook down. Um, Kenny came out and, uh, and he talked about some of the restrictions that uh, they need to put in place to obviously curb the increase in cases of COVID-19. Now, the UCP is a right-wing government, uh, very conservative-based uh, government, and pro-business, heavily pro-business. Oh, um, yeah. You know, there's lockdowns currently going on in Manitoba. They call them circuit-breaker break at lockdowns, where they just want to lock everything down, lock everybody up, and shut it down for the next time being to try to curb the uh, curb the uh, curb the spread, curb the spread. Yeah. But here's the thing: you know what? I I listened to the entire thing. I thought about it. I'm not the biggest Jason Kenny fan when it comes to his um, social um, platform, um, yeah. but I am a big fan of his economic platform. Um, that being said, uh, I thought he did a good job. I, I think what they did was they compromised not only from a you know a, economic point of view, but also from a healthcare point of view. Uh, obviously, we don't want to overco- overwhelm our healthcare system, but we also can't increase the uh, amount of, deaths or issues regarding mental health uh, and other factors that come into play with um, COVID-19. But uh, my opinion is he did a good job yesterday. His team did a good job. Um, It was a compromise in certain areas. You know, if you think about it uh, with the um, shutting down of uh, and moving on to online schooling for grade seven to twelve, um, it was an opportunity to uh, keep parents working. You know, if you think about right. it, those kids are uh, able to um, go to uh, the home and uh, be more self sufficient than somebody from K to six, right? So, of course, um, yeah. I thought that was a good compromise. What, what were your thoughts?
0: Well, I'm I'm in a well, not a unique situation, but I'm not affected by the the schooling. Um, I don't have to concern myself too much about having a little one around the house or having to uh, make accommodations to get them to and from their activities and make sure that they're paying attention to their schoolwork. So uh, selfishly, I don't really have to concern myself too much about that. Uh, I, I I agree with you. Uh, there was a balance struck along the way. Uh, I, do, I do get where people are coming from, uh, especially the doctors in Alberta who are kind of, saying that they feel it didn't go far enough or that it wasn't enacted earlier. Um, Personally, I probably could have done it two weeks ago and I think we've been in the same situation. So would it have made it better? Would it have made it worse? Probably wouldn't have made it worse, but I don't think it would have made a big difference. But I do like the balance in regards to like, Hey, we're going to allow restaurants, uh, gyms, gyms are important to me, but we're going to allow these businesses that are really not high profit margin businesses at the best of times. Anyways, try to kind of fight their way through this and and i'm for that um i do know there's a chunk of the population that's not comfortable going out into public uh spends as little time in grocery stores as they can i that's fine you make your own personal choices uh personally i'm fine getting a sweat on during covid and being comfortable i'm fine going out for a dinner
1: you like restaurants are you, I mean, you like you know, <laughs> you like restaurants. I like <laughs> restaurants.
0: Yeah, I like restaurants. No, no, it, uh, like, but it's a comfort level that I have. And as I said, it's my personal choice. I know a lot of people could rip me apart for that and say, like, well, you're impacting other people, which ironically is what we're going to exactly talk about. But uh, I'm following the guidelines, and I think that's fine. So I, I think overall, the balance is good. Um, the press conference, I thought, uh, I don't think he delivered it as well as he could have. I think he seemed a little uncertain at times.
1: Well, wouldn't you be uncertain think about the like he brought up the fact that, you know, people's, you know, human rights are being Oh yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. You know, affected here, right? You know, the constitution constitutional rights Char- of people, charter of rights. Charter of rights, charter of rights. Yeah, are are being, you know, impacted here you know government shouldn't be stepping in and telling people how to live their lives
0: yeah i know know. i from what i've what i've seen and i said i'm not a legal expert by any measure now my understanding is that the government has the leeway to infringe on those on those rights during extreme circumstances like what's going on but Uh, but I, I do, I do like that the Alberta government's choosing to try to respect them as much as possible. As I said, I, am all for me being able to make my own choices. So,
1: you know, when this, this all started, you know, the conversation we had, like obviously with lockdowns, people, you know, the province of Alberta has been devastated in regards to job losses, not only from COVID, but from an oil crisis. We're a resource driven economy. So, you know, a lot of people are out of work right now and it's, uh, And it's a very scary time for people. And, you know, I respect the fact that Jason Kenny is focused on that and to addition the healthcare system and well-being of, of people. The way he led the the press conference out talking about some of the letters he's received you know um someone who's had a family member commit suicide um due to the pressures and mental health uh issues that they had and and how it was affected by covid um you know people who've been affected by deaths of family members who've gotten covid you know so you know all in all i appreciate the um the restrictions I will abide by them, especially when it comes to visitations uh, in the home, you know, it's a, it's a sacrifice I think we can make um, as you know, Albertans as, and as Canadians to say, okay, let's just have a break here. Let's stop meeting with people and um, let's uh, let's go from there. Cause on the flip side, you know, people are like, Oh, how are you going to, you know, manage that? You're going to people with snitch lines or uh, you know, how do you know people are from the same family when they're going to a restaurant? Well, I'll, be brutally honest yeah i've never felt more safer in in a restaurant you know you're not interacting with people from outside your your network and um and i get the ties into just the opinionated uh viewpoints of people and obviously we're coming at at our listeners with an opinion today but um we're correct so
0: absolutely yeah (laughs) i i I do like that the Alberta government and a lot of people i'm gonna say a lot of people seem to not appreciate this viewpoint, I I believe firmly, in it it is a personal responsibility for you to abide by the rules, so that hopefully we can get through this as quickly as possible. So it's like, yeah, you're right. Uh, I could have I could to the listener right now. Brad and I are not in the same house. We are doing this remotely from each other um,
1: using Squadcast dot using,
0: <laughs> using Squadcast, um, but. It's up to us to kind of just say like, hey, listen, I could sneak into Brad's house and do this, but screw it. We can just do it remotely. We can abide by the rules. It's our personal responsibility just to do that thing.
1: I don't want you in my home.
0: You shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but you also don't keep your fridge stocked with the kind of beer I like. So it's fine for me to stay at home. So
1: Keto diet, my friend. It's all diet Pepsi and water right now.
0: Oh, yeah. I know Diet Pepsi's got a strong keto uh, presence in the the fitness world. (laughs) All right. So switching gears on to a little bit more of a fun matter. Um, So I know that uh, you had sent me this. I had seen it uh, because I was just bored at work and trolling the Internet. But uh, a monolith has appeared in, uh, I'm going to say Utah. Monolith. 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 (laughs) Actually, I was singing that just recently. Actually, it's pretty good. Yeah. I, I said
1: Why don't you tell the listener what a monolith is?
0: A monolith—I <laughs> don't think I can actually accurately describe it. It is a this particular monolith <laughs> is a uh, steel. Well, it looks like a metallic structure that's um, coming out of the sand in the a Utah desert. It is Utah, right?
1: It's in in Utah, and that's kind it's of what Utah. I wanted to talk to you about, especially All with right. the links of UFO activity in Utah.
0: Oh, near the. Uh, Uh, skinwalker ranch area of the united states which is obviously a hotbed for that type of stuff
1: okay so a a monolith is a large singular upright block of stone or metal uh one especially shaped uh into serving as a pillar or a monument so that is what a monolith is
0: I'm glad you had your Oxford dictionary beside you for this podcast. I went
1: into my, my, my leather bound encyclopedias in my basement and pulled yeah, that's, that out.
0: For that's important. So why don't you give me your thoughts on it? And then I've got a side story that I think is this proves that this is a distraction. So okay, you so, go, you go.
1: <laughs> so first of all, it, I think it's artwork. I think somebody, you know, four years ago was like, okay, let's, uh, let's have some fun. Um, but then again, they say it's dug into the earth quite well. Um, yeah. And I'll it's look. a very remote place to get to. And not only would you have to dig it in, and the way it, it's structured into the ground, it looks like, you know, it's embedded deep, but there's no markings, there's no digging marks or whatever. And that could be eroded by sand or, or whatever. But just from... From what my earthwork experience. Oh, your I mass c- earthwork experience? My civil earthwork experience. <laughs> you know, it's really, you know, it, it is kind of creepy. Like it's in a really remote spot and somebody had to do a hell of a lot of work to make it look like how it is. And yeah. So what's your, what's your viewpoint on this? Well, thing?
0: I think, I think it is an art. I think it's an art exhibit it's i think an artist did it uh a very similar monolith was spotted in seattle uh in 2001 uh apparently it's identical minus the dimensions being slightly different uh i I don't know exactly where that was but apparently it was some remote area outside of seattle so i i do think somebody's playing a joke but but i do think and sorry i'm gonna get off it a little bit but so this came out i saw this on cnn.com i got it sent to me by multiple people uh thank you shannon uh but the also what's going on in the news is that the american government is passing some final legislation before they get to their christmas break I, I don't know exactly when they take their christmas break It might actually run till the next inauguration but one of the last things to be passed is the ndaa bill which is and i may have actually said that incorrectly but it's the bill that uh lays out what the national the American national defense is going to spend and focus on over the next year. It effectively sets her budget. Uh, my understanding is a chunk of it goes to personal salaries, um, promotions, technology, anything along those lines. So it, it rule, it bureaucrats, bureaucrats. Yeah. In this year's NDAA bill, there's a section dedicated to the study analysis and sharing with the American public, UFO knowledge that the American government has tracked. Mr. Trump has threatened to veto this bill under the premise that part of it also states that they want to change some of the American uh, military bases that are named after Confederate generals, uh, change the names to something more, you know, why public, does he want to die public on Public pleasing.
1: Die on that. Like, what the hell? Like get off the whole Confederate thing. Yeah. It's bad news. Well, it- like, why would If you be- don't you think you're a racist Trumper, then just change the name.
0: Yeah, but I think this is all a ploy. He is suppressing the UFO part of this. When this gets passed, I wouldn't be surprised if that's removed. Man. That's my theory. I, well, I, think, and I think this monolith thing was also a distraction to make sure people didn't look at that.
1: Well, here's the thing. So there's also disclosure type conversations happening and there's a big date on the old Twitter UFO Twitter disclosure sites and it's December 2nd. And apparently there's some news stories coming out that, uh, are going to talk about disclosures and sightings and things like that. And, uh, actually Dr. Steven Greer, um, he's been in the news recently. He's been with, uh, Demi Lovato in the desert in California, uh, where Demi Lovato apparently witnessed a UFO, um, with them they have a a way of potentially uh (laughs) contacting some
0: summoning the ufo
1: summoning the ufo but that being said uh you know he had a um on his website a sailor in the u.s coast guard and they worked over in southeast asia near the Marianas trench um and apparently this gentleman I watched it last night apparently this gentleman was part of uh, a retrieval of uh, a craft and uh, I found it quite interesting um the gentleman uh didn't have a lot of the facts you know hitting the dates but it also happened in 2001 2002 so um obviously almost 20 years ago right so when in 2001 2002 we were having a good time
0: we were yeah we were college we we're uh, coming out of college yeah. but uh once again we've touched on my favorite thing eyewitness accounts <laughs> Nothing more reliable than eyewitness accounts. And
1: well, but that's the thing. Unless you have physical video, you know, it all it is is you know hearsay, right? So
0: well, and that would have been the cool thing if this monolith had been examined and it turned out to be a metal that we didn't have. Then it would be like I mentioned in that UFO podcast, ripping the toilet out time with excitement and fear. Uh,
1: I think ripping the toilet time is coming,
0: December twenty first.
1: Well, see, that's just, you know, I've done more research into that crap.
0: But... <laughs> that group's crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're messed. The Palladians.
0: Yeah. Palladians. But we are we are going to dedicate some time to them as we get closer to that date. Because if it does go down, I want to be able to say something about it. So.
1: <laughs> as one of our future guests on the podcast coming up uh, uh, stated, the, the model, that's a reptilian uh, portal. <laughs> the reptilians are coming.
0: That's a... Uh... That will be an interesting conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah, to say the least, right? But yeah. I think it was half hard. He was joking. But ah, still, good. you know, hey. that's the thing. They're, the it, People are talking about Palladians and Reptilians and <laughs> who the hell knows what's going on. This is new to me. It must be newer to you. I don't know. Like, I didn't know these names. And what the only thing was that, that uh, uh, from the Darkness Radio podcast that you had me listen to. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was creepy as hell. <laughs> you know, I'm waiting for December 21st. If it happens, great. If not, uh, again, more craziness in the world.
0: They apparently, uh, I'm I'm not gonna decide if I want to spend whatever the 3.99 on Amazon. But apparently, they have a book oh. that out that outlines their uh, I don't know belief system. So I, I'm gonna just deci- I gotta decide if I want to waste a couple nights reading something stupid like that.
1: The one I wanna watch, it's coming on HBO. I saw the trailer for it yesterday, is uh the Heaven's Gate documentary.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, all over that.
1: Yeah, Nike Shoes and Castrations.
0: And Kool-Aid, right?
1: Uh no, that was Joe eh, oh, they may was- have drank John- some Kool-Aid.
0: Yeah, sorry, that was Johnstown or something. Johnstown. Yeah, sorry, Jonestown, Jonestown. Yeah, yeah. Well, these are all wonderful individuals that have shaped our society. And that's actually a good probably jumping on point to our hey, uh, main. Topic. Aren't
1: we? Aren't we shaping society today with our podcast?
0: I'm. I'm not being. I'm not elevating myself that level yet. I am. You'll just, be ele-
1: elevating yourself during the great ascension be into the fifth. Yeah. Into the fifth dimension.
0: <laughs> yeah, a level of understanding will wash over me. It'd yeah. Be wonderful.
1: The light will shine in the sky for over a thousand
0: years. Yeah, which is actually frightening. I actually I need darkness to sleep. So I'm
1: yeah, be was screwed. Like, <laughs> man. We better get in the uh, the blackout blinds industry. That's it. Blackout oh, yeah, blinds.
0: Yeah. There we go. We can get. We can both quit our jobs and start something new.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's COVID <laughs> times. Not a good idea.
0: So uh, switching gears, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of a lead in here because uh, so when I suggested this topic to you a couple days ago, uh, I got really fired up actually because I started just picking out things that annoyed me. Even on my commute, I was like, I got I to gotta pull over to write something down here because it's just driving me nuts. But, but outside of the actual examples of individuals, which I'll happily provide, um, when I was jotting down these examples of people that annoy me, I couldn't help but think of what's wrong with these people. And the common answer was they just don't seem to care. So I'll give you my perfect example or plenty of perfect examples, actually. And I will admit some of these things are petty.
1: I can't wait to hear them.
0: But these these are these are what we come in contact with in a database. database. So
1: I'll be I'll, I'll just before you st- started, I literally was talking to somebody today, and it's like, I I don't know what kind of things you know really set me off. I think you know a lot of it I can kind of just like brush off my back. Uh, I'll touch on one thing that did annoy me yesterday, but I can't wait to hear your list because uh, you know the fire in your voice, the gusto,
0: you know. Well, the. The the thing is is and as I said it goes to my whole thought process that these people are just checked out, and not only are they checked out but they don't care how they impacted those people around us. So, my favorite asshole on the Anthony Henday, I, I that, that's a road here in Edmonton. I don't is need it, the name roads in Edmonton.
1: Is, is it me? <laughs> no, possibly. You, you pass me on the road I, all the I time.
0: Did, I do pass you because I don't have a speed control on my vehicle. <laughs> 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 but here's a few. So. People driving slow because of the conditions, which is fine, but driving slower than they need to, but they don't have their lights on. So which one are you trying to be? Are you trying to be safe?
1: What if their lights don't work?
0: Then you better go fix them. But that goes to my whole checked out thing. There is not a viable reason other than the fact that you don't know how to work your car.
1: Well, what happened, Jeff? Like, did something (laughs) go off?
0: No, it's just people driving around too slow. How are they harming you? you? They, they're harming me in the fact that they don't have their lights on, and if I rear-end this jerk-off, I'm at fault.
1: So, did you almost rear-end somebody? Possibly. Okay. It can happen. So, then there you go. You have a right, a reason to be pissed off about that.
0: Well, I am pissed off about it.
1: You just can't be randomly pissed off, though, at somebody Why? for not having their lights. What if they're a single mom and they don't have a, a viable income
0: to fix it? I'll go, I'll, I'll go on into exactly... <sighs> By the way. <laughs> <laughs> buying this. If- Here's another, I'll go with another thing, uh, example. People on their cell phones in their vehicles.
1: Oh, that, yeah, that's bullshit. You, if you're driving on a cell phone or you're texting, millennials, stop texting on your phone.
0: Get off your phone. I was, I was driving in a local suburb of the city, and a woman was all over the road, stopping, hitting her brakes, speeding up, going in between both lanes, all windows down. I pulled up next to her. There's a baby sitting in the back seat, and she's playing on her phone. So of course, cause I'm an asshole. I pulled up next to her. I screamed. I'm like, get off your dad phone. Scared the shit out of her, which was made my week. Probably actually, you, you but, but, but you know what? You probably you, you, saved a child's life, but you're taking a risk with your kid in the car. Well, what the, what the fuck's wrong with you?
1: Okay. Here's the thing. So obviously I have two kids driving with them is my greatest fear. So the phone oh, goes away. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Th- not only is it, you know, illegal, but the phone goes away. Like those are the that that's precious cargo.
0: Yeah.
1: You know Wait. what I mean? But I I don't know. I the people the, you're right. Like that that's crap. Or even just millennials like, you know, I got to text on my phone cuz uh you, when we talk about being self-absorbed and it's quite rich coming from us doing a podcast, giving our opinions,
0: giving my thoughts. Yeah,
1: so my important maybe that's, thoughts. Maybe that's a bit self absorbed,
0: but yeah. whatever.
1: Uh, but you know, when we're not putting anybody's lives at risk, you know, we're not driving around doing our podcast. Though, you know, that might be interesting. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I need to do that.
1: It, it, and if you're gonna blow raspberries at me again, you got to warn me. Okay.
0: Yeah, sure. Sounds good. So, a few other ones I'll rattle off really quick. And as I said, these are small things in life sometimes. But people who don't put their shopping carts away, you you can't make it to the buggy corral. Like, wh- what is wrong with you? Your legs broken? Just walk them over. Um, you know what I What, just, if, they, I, I what just, if they
1: have uh, severe you know, arthritis in their legs?
0: Hey, you should work yourself out. Then walk your cart over, or get get no. I'm like no. I'm not giving an excuse to these people. The, the you know what I'm not. I'm stop giving examples. The problem is. If no, we, I want more examples. No, we've walked, we've moved away from a shame based society. Shame is now a four letter bad word for everyone. I don't want to feel shame. Shame, shame makes five me. Five letters. Yeah. Yeah. Four letters like a swear. So
1: I'm going to shame you for not learning how to spell.
0: <laughs> I can spell. I wrote it down right here. But the-
1: Sh- that's sham.
0: Sham. I probably I may have actually spelled sham, but uh, <laughs> this podcast is sham. But. We've moved away from a shame-based society, and people don't want to feel bad ever, and they don't want to be faced with their actions. They don't want to look in the mirror, and it's the same as the jerk-off driving around with a hood over his head so he can't shoulder check. He is like, I am the only person on this road. People need to realize they are surrounded by other people, and your actions are impacting those people around you, and it can be severe or it can just be annoying the hell out of them. And I blow your mind. <laughs> I uh I'm
1: just in shock by the level of you feel Do you shame? have any more there? <laughs> I feel sham.
0: You feel sham. <laughs> uh, no, but I'm 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 gonna go into a little bit of a theory here. So have you watched The Social Dilemma yet? No, not yet. Okay. I highly recommend it. Great movie. Scares the hell out of- I, don't, I already don't like um Social media and everything like that it already scares me to a certain extent.
1: Yeah, I've noticed it, that you haven't shared our uh, podcast too many I, times. On
0: I shared one. I shared the first episode. Yeah, no, I'll share. I'll share this one. But <laughs> I'm I'm a little bit iffy about it, and the social element just drove home everything I, I think about it. But one of the things that the the documentary talk uh, touches on is just how these platforms uh, effectively infiltrate you, infiltrate your body, infiltrate your mind. They keep showing you your opinion. Hey, this is, what, this is what you like to hear. This is what you like. Um, and as a result, everyone around you that doesn't agree with you and isn't in the same boat must be wrong. And they figured out this formula effectively. And as a result, people are shuttling themselves off. They don't want to interact with people that don't d- d- disagree with them. They don't want to hear opinions. They want to hear their own opinions coming out of your mouth. And that's the selfishness that comes out of this. And I think that's probably a pretty good lead into what we were discussing right before we jumped on here.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, is that kind of tied into this whole left and and right, you know, political viewpoint, you're right or uh, you're sorry. You know the left is the people on the left are right, the people on the right are right. You know, we can't meet in the middle. We can't have any you know structured conversation or just opinion in, opinionated debate and and move on from you know the next thing, right? So
0: I, I think that's exactly it. It's just like that uh, for some reason, you've joined a team and your allegiance to that team is more important than having a conversation. or as I said, just not being a jerk
1: is that why Facebook always like is showing me videos of sweets is because that's what they expect me that I'm all about right now, man. I of love course. those videos. I love those tasty videos when they're making cake or something like that. This is fantastic.
0: According, according to that documentary. Yes. Oh, they, all they right. Have, they have targeted you to that extent. All right. So yeah, all there right. you go. Bring yeah.
1: on the sugar diabetes.
0: Yeah. So one of one of the other uh, things that's, kind of come out obviously and on a political conversation is that there's a little bit of an uproar about an upcoming book.
1: And I, you know what? You lent me that book, never read a lick of it. So I'm not going to comment on the book. You can comment on the book. Uh, I, uh, the 12 rules of life by Jordan Peterson, right?
0: Uh, actually, let me look over my shoulder. Yeah. The 12 rules of life by Jordan Peterson.
1: And I did read the 12 rules that he's laid out. And I'm like, those are actually pretty interesting. But what I was like, what I'm more mad at is just the news story that came out. I think it was Vice News came out, and Jordan Peterson wants to release a second book. And obviously, I can't comment, comment on the book. I've seen him on, um, you know, various podcasts and, um, uh, different uh, types of viral videos that have been put out about him and um you know some of the things he says can be you know maybe insensitive but uh we live in a world where political or our freedom of speech is is recommended and uh maybe talk a little bit about do you want me to bring up the news story or do you want to bring it no
0: up? no you, you lead him with the news story I'll, I'll offer my thoughts after that
1: yeah so basically uh Penguin Publishing uh, came out and said, yeah, we're going to uh, release uh, Jordan Peterson's second book. And uh, they held a town hall. And uh, the management uh, and executives at Penguin Publishing were inundated with people crying, people severely offended that this business would release a book that's uh, essentially, um, you know, people in their assumption has driven an alt-right culture um all quote this unquote, kind
0: of, quote-unquote hate speech
1: hate speech etc right so here's my opinion like it well not opinion it pissed me off essentially because w- why do we get to censor one side of the spectrum and and not the other you know like when has it become okay to not release things you know, and publish them and uh, furthermore, um, in defense of pu- uh, Penguin Publishing, um, his last book sold 30 million copies. Yeah, it's money. Oh, no, sorry. three. Mi- sorry. Fact check me. Three million. Three no, million sure, sure. copies. But so, that's, no
0: mo- that's money in their pocket. Their job, their their position is to publish books.
1: So, Jeff, do some quick math for me. Um, <laughs> th- three million bu- bucks by, what, 20, 20, $20 a book, right? That's, what, $60 million? million in revenue. Okay, so I I haven't checked if Penguin Publishing is a publicly traded company. I'm guessing so because they're quite large. But, you know, what have we gotten ourselves into here? You know, people crying because their friends have been offended and you know I feel for people on both sides of the spectrum I truly do i I, I feel like I'm a I, I sit on the fence i I too sit on more of a central viewpoint I um I have social um you know views that are you know lean you know left and I have uh uh economic views that lean right you know I, I feel like I have to sit in the middle just based on where my life is and where my family's life is right i I yeah. need I need some things, right? So, you know, um, it,
0: it's quite okay to be a nuanced individual. You don't need to be a caricature. You can be every, you can be different parts of different parts of lives, right? And that's the yeah. thing.
1: That's where I think we've got to got away from is is that it's, you know, either we're being, you know, trained, you know, by social media, by, you know, different cultural influences to be either one side or the other. And that was clearly evident in the U S election when, you know, near 50, 50 split in, in the population voted, you know, and, and are you telling me 50% or 47% of Americans are idiots because they voted for Donald Trump? No, they voted for Donald Trump because the one side didn't speak to them anymore or couldn't speak to them because, you know,
0: well, you, you could, your, your vote, your, your vote is your choice. However you come to that choice is up to you.
1: And you shouldn't be called an idiot for voting a certain way.
0: Yeah, just I I could disagree with a lot of things. I okay, sometimes I do think you're an idiot if you disagree with me. But
1: it's well, fine that's why we're doing this yeah. podcast is to call but, Brad an idiot.
0: No, obviously, I, I'm focusing all my energy on you. But the, thank you. But I, uh, uh, Roland Farrell's dad. Oh, who's the director? Woody Harrelson. No, Woody. No, uh, Woody. Woody. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Woody, the little guy with glasses.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. his memoir was coming out, and the same thing happened. the The book company had to pull it because their staff either threatened to leave in mass, and they were all screaming and crying in a in a boardroom, apparently. Well, that is... happened
1: to Joe Rogan?
0: Spotify, yeah, yeah, yeah. Signs Spotify, him. yeah.
1: Spotify signs him, and by the way, our podcast is on Spotify. Um, <laughs> anyways. Uh, uh, People are trying to wig out because he has Alex Jones on there. Yeah, yeah. Alex Jones comes out a bit loony. And some of the stuff he says is, you know, who knows? I'm not going to say right or wrong, but it's interesting uh, to say the least. Some of the stuff he's come out is complete garbage too. In you know, and I, I listened to the last joe rogan podcast that he had alex Jones on and and joe was like trying to fact check him fact check him in real time because yeah yeah. you know you know he knows how you know loosey-goosey some of that stuff goes right but um that being said it's you know what the hell man these are businesses and you know like freedom of speech
0: yeah well that's that's exactly it. Like, I haven't listened to the Joe Rogan podcast with Alex Jones, and I, I usually catch Joe Rogan when he does like a nutritional or a fitness one because that piques my interest. But it's it's like, yeah, we have to allow people to say what they want because then we know if you're a reputable member of our society. If you want to spout out some actual hate speech and denounce certain religious groups or certain races – it's just like I want you to be able to kind of go and do that, so that I can go. Okay, I don't need to shop at this place. I don't need to listen to this individual. Yeah. And this, per- and we can we can say that this person's not really part of our society anymore. And normal
1: go- folk can figure that out.
0: Yeah, exactly. The silent
1: and- majority of people who don't are are aren't unspoken or outspoken. You know, they can figure that out. Like, yeah, that guy's a loon.
0: Well, and I'll, I'll go back to Jordan Peterson on it. Like I said, like he is a polarizing individual. Uh, personally, like I said, I've, I've read the book. I will pick up the next one. Uh, I've watched a few of the YouTube videos. I, I, I generally like his philosophy in regards to self-reliance and how it's really up to us to, you know, catch our own flaws, make ourselves better, uh, focus on the things in our own lives that allow us to kind of be better individuals, and then we can – uh, get uh, push that back outwards, and then be a better member of society, and put, potentially help other people a little bit better. But the focus still needs to kind of be on yourself to a certain extent, and you got to work on yourself. And, and I, I like that part of his philosophy for sure. So
1: I, I'm definitely going to read the book because the thing that uh, that jumped out at me at the the twelve rules of life is do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them.
0: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Like I said I love that. I that's a great chapter and. But but once again that philosophy can be applied to you know don't hang out with jerk off friends because yeah. they'll just they'll just ruin your life and don't don't allow that stuff to happen and yeah it's like somebody can go oh you're stifling your children or blah 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 it's like oh it's up to you if you don't want to read it you don't have to read it and if you don't agree you can read it and not agree with any of it too. Well, that's, that's, the, that's thing, the thing, right? like,
1: you know, you, you read your, read books to enlighten yourself, right. To, you know, gain an educated viewpoint on a topic, right. So you're not, you know, just coming out at at half cock. Like I said, I never read the book. What I was more upset with is that this viewpoint that a business whose job is to make a profit and, you know, drive revenue is being told by its employees to not drive revenue, and profit and that's concerning right it's like yeah you can't do that that they're employing you your job
0: is to sell the book well it's and it's just like well truth be told too you don't like what they're doing you can leave you just quit uh, absolutely <laughs> but, if
1: you're not happy uh, at where you're at go somewhere else that makes you happy
0: well and I'll, I'll try to tie this together a little bit and one of the things that kind of annoys me and no, it does not kind of it does annoy me is that that because you're expressing a moral high ground or you believe that somebody is going to say something hateful or do something bad that all of a sudden your actions are totally mor- uh, above morale like you you're untouchable when when, uh, with whatever you're gonna do next and the example i'm gonna use for that and i'm not necessarily denouncing the group themselves but um obviously we had that homeless encampment over by remax field just outside of downtown edmonton and you know, I'm, for the most part, I'm good with, you know, drawing attention to negative things within the city and trying to help, you know, I'm all for helping these people. Edmonton actually has done a pretty good job over the last decade of helping get homeless people off the street uh, during this homeless encampment. Apparently everyone forgot that. I I don't know why, even though they've reduced homeless uh, homelessness in Edmonton from like 3,200 to 1,800 over an eight year period. So good for the city of Edmonton. But they had their representatives on the news uh, explaining why they felt this was important to have the encampment and draw attention to it. Great. Okay. You're trying to do a good thing. Then you guys leave, you know, by order of the city. And the fucking park is a disaster area. And Lord knows what we're going to find in that park for the next like two years. It's effectively unusable now. And it's the same thing when they had to Occupy Wall Street uh, in downtown Edmonton as well. So it's. It's like just because you think you have the moral high ground and you're doing something good, doesn't mean you can just be a jerk and just leave all your ju- all your junk around.
1: And if you don't know downtown Edmonton, that location is one of the most beautiful parts of the city. You know, not anymore. Well, well not anymore. But you know, it's it's near the legislature grounds, beautiful spot, uh, down by the Rossdale power plant. Another beautiful spot, uh, Remax field, um, you know, river, river, Valley roads right there. The Kinsman park, you know, uh, good on them. Reducing homelessness is a great, great cause, but yeah. clean your shit up.
0: Well, it's, as I said, like if quite frankly, if they got evicted by the city and, As they were leaving, they cleaned everything up. I'd be like, where do I send a check to these people? But at the same time, it's just like, you know, you you haven't closed the circle. You have to be a better citizen in that regard for the majority of the people to have have any sympathy for you. Because let's face it too, the people in that neighborhood who had a higher incidence of crime, petty crime, graffiti, uh, just general disturbance, they're not going to give you much sympathy now. And the people who put themselves in those people's shoes as opposed to the shoes of somebody trying to get off the street, they're not going to have sympathy for you. So you better be a better, you better elevate your game if you're going to draw a positive message from it.
1: Plan better. You know. Sure. Complete the project A to Z. You know, close it out with a nice signature on top, right? Like, just get it done. You know. That being said, you know, you brought up a good point and it kind of links up to, uh, you know, our no- November, you know, roundup on, you know, obviously news and topics, things like that. But uh, Don Ives and the mayor of Edmonton is now stepping down and he uh, was in charge of the city over those eight years and um, should be commended for, you know, you know, putting teams together and obviously councillors uh, that came into government uh, helped do that over the last eight years. So, um cool.
0: Absolutely. The the success of the city with, you know, the Hope Mission, uh, Mustard Seed. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting other organizations that chip in and help and a uh, Streetworks. Uh, but it's like these efforts should be applauded you know, instead of just ignored. And I, I feel that's what happened with the, the beginning of that part, at least. So
1: Yeah, it's like you can you, you put something out there, you get people on board. And when you don't follow through. Uh, that's when people, you lose people, you lose the people that you need to support your, your projects and your, your ideas. Right.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So, but the one thing I'm in, I'm excited about, maybe we will get less bike lanes moving forward. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I will admit uh, trying to leave an olders game or after a nice dinner downtown, I wouldn't mind uh, avoiding the smack, uh, jumping over the curb on those bike lanes. So <laughs> that will be good. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I have to ask you a question cuz uh, it was in the news today as uh you Jeff, uh, we're getting to know each other you know through podcasting you and I've known each other for 20 years so I know you're a English soccer fan um what are your <laughs> what are your thoughts on the passing away of the legendary Diego Maradona
0: I think it's very fitting that in the ep- in the episode in the day that I wanted to record people that piss me off that Maradona went down finally so, legend of the game, legend of the game. I, I, I can, nobody can take anything away from his ability to play football, soccer, Uh fantastic player. Uh, the greats of the game all recognize him as one of the greats of the game. You can't take anything away from it. Much like uh, George best. I have a problem when you squander your talent after with years of abuse, drug abuse, alcoholism, uh, Listen, I'm sure that guy was dealing with demons. He had to have been. but
1: Or he just partied like a mother.
0: Yeah, well, hey, you want to silence that voice in your head? That's how you do it. But he can go screw himself about that had a God goal. That was garbage. Everyone knows it's garbage. And that legacy should be tarnished because of that. So that's my thoughts on Maradona.
1: As I'm sure Argentina and soccer fans are... Uh, doing tonight, there's a vigil probably going on as we speak. Um, you know, replaying the hand of God goal, you know, sending them, you know, <laughs> to the glory like, days, cl-
0: claiming victory. No, is yeah, like I said a fantastic player, but that's uh,
1: yeah, you never want to uh, see uh, know, uh, legends I of sport pass.
0: No, no, I just. But I was perfectly content to just watch him get arrested every six months and just ruin his reputation more oh. and more. So I was. If you favorite. want a
1: fantastic documentary, the HBO documentary on him is, uh, unreal, unreal. I would recommend it to anyone. If you're not a like a soccer fan, which I'm not really into soccer, um, I jumped on the bandwagon when uh, FC uh, Toronto FC uh, won the MLS Cup, um. That was my uh, lead into the the great game, the world game. Uh, but that being said, uh, that documentary, oh, from a sports point of view, what an amazing uh, life this human being had. Uh, ups, the extreme ups and the extreme downs. And um, I would highly recommend it.
0: I'm, a, I'm about to dive head first in uh, the Jose Marino Tottenham uh, documentary slash show that uh, Amazon Prime has got on. Uh, you want another very interesting personality of the soccer world, uh, arguably one of the best managers to have ever stepped onto the pitch. This show is apparently phenomenal. I'm about to get into it. So I'll, I'll offer a review on that down the road. So,
1: One's the Dave Tippett documentary.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I am. How
1: Dave to grow Dave. a mustache.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I think we've touched on the topics we want to. Um, well,
1: you've touched on all the topics you wanted to. You wanted a uh, a, a, a soundboard here tonight for some of the things that we... That, man, that person without the car lights must have really pissed you it off. It
0: pissed me off. I've got notes for future shows about where I want people to... How I want people to behave. I will, I will load those in the future.
1: <laughs> Jeff's weekly gripe session.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's... Uh... I'm well known as being grumpy, and uh I definitely can uh can show that on future podcasts and this one as well so
1: oh man, that's fantastic no, I think uh you know we're in episode four, the November roundup, and now. You know, we're looking forward to doing future shows. And I think, you know, we've kind of been doing some brainstorming and we'll hope you, you know, you'll tune in to, uh, you know, a, a travel episode. We want to talk a little bit about, uh, travel in Alberta and Canada, uh, and some of the great spots that, uh, we like to visit and, uh, where we think you should visit as well. And then obviously, uh, coming up on the holiday season, we'll have a Christmas holiday special, which, uh, I've got some opinions on some things that, uh, I need to touch base with Jeff on and And uh, yeah, hopefully he blows some raspberries at me again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure I can load up a few of those. So any parting thoughts?
1: My parting thoughts is this, you know, uh, stop trying to censor people and what they're trying to say. Um, I think it's a really dangerous thing in society to do that. Um, like this, if we were censored and said, hey, you guys can't do this podcast and talk about your opinions about, you know, Diego Maradona because somebody who likes cocaine is offended. Uh, well, I'm sorry.
0: Can you offend people who like cocaine?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But... uh I'm sure, you know, somebody in, you know, Colombia would be offended if we're talking, you know, despairingly.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's our GDP, yeah.
1: man. Yeah, exactly, right? So, yeah, we're, we're, we're bringing in all the Colombians on this podcast. But, no, seriously, like, you know, let people say their views. If you agree with them, great. If you don't, that's good, too. But don't try to stop them from, you know, putting their opinion out there. I think that's what's the best part of living in a society like North America, that we have the ability uh, to do this.
0: Yeah, couldn't agree more. I will. Uh, I'll go a little bit more petty, and I'll employ, em- just implore you people, put on your daylight lights on your cars, trucks, fill your damn shopping carts. Pay attention that there's a society trying to act around you, and for the love of God, just be better. And don't put your kids at risk. Put your phone away. Yeah,
1: smart enough. You don't need to know what going on at
0: Twitter while you're driving. Twitter, it's not important at all. Leave it be. All right, with that being said, Brad, you have yourself a wonderful evening. Jeff,
1: fantastic podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Can't wait for the next one. And listener, thank you for listening. This has been Those Canadian Lads.
0: Good night. Good night.